0: This thing, don't no tie to the I'm that little baby, a little
1: money. Is it rolling, Bob? It's rolling, Bob. It's rolling. That's perfect. Okay. Thank you. No um, I'm here. At the One Duke, I, alone. They've all left me. But uh, in a good way. In a good way, because I've secured a table out in the patio, and that's it. this is exactly where I wanted to be. And uh, lovely staff here, as always, at the One Duke, here in Hamilton, for MMPR. Yes, 2023. Oh, my God. Um, I arrived this afternoon. I'm parked at Anthony's. Unfortunately, none of all of his electrical outlets work, Uh, but lucky for me, my fridge is running on gas, which is, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, now it is, so my beer is cold, and uh, that's a good thing, and um, yeah, boy, I just had time to make the bed, and uh, here comes the crowd, so I'm going to have to stop podcasting because... I, that was two minutes alone. I've been with people the entire time. I insist you sit close, because last time I was blocked by that big fellow, and I couldn't even yeah. see you. That
0: big guy, what's his name? I know, I
1: don't yeah. know, the big guy. That big bastard, John. All right, we're, yeah. we're shutting down here. We'll save this for another time. Okay, I have to assume. This is going to be okay, because I have no way of judging, judging at the present. Damn, that's embarrassing to sound drunk. Uh, and I think I am, and uh, a little high as well. A, a very stupid goal for the day. You know, no, come on, no. I want to get a little high, and I want to get, uh, you know, a few beer into me. And that's what I did. Uh, I, would, I didn't finish the fifth beer, so I guess that's not all bad. Uh, but I did have half a gummy, and that put me, whoo right always, what to me is an interesting direction, but, uh, well, it's hard to explain. Yeah, okay, so you got high, and what happened? Well, no, I got high. <laughs> I think that's quite funny. All right. Maybe you don't. I don't care. Fuck you. I got a great sense of humor. Very few people appreciate it, and that's okay. That's okay. I wouldn't want you to. But, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Oh, yeah. So this is MMPR 2023. And uh, we're in Hamilton. It's uh, now, I guess it's rolled in the Saturday morning. I don't know the time. It was time to get home. That was for sure. That was clear. But how wonderful to be parked in Anthony's driveway, even without the electrical connection. Still nice, nicer with the electrical connection. But it, 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 the big picture doesn't make any difference, really. But uh, you know, hey, you're trying to tease because teasing was what uh, friendship is about. You and uh, you, know, what's this guy from uh, Copper Harbor they agreed on that? Yeah. It's important to tease... No, that was uh, Stephanie. Sorry. I take that back. <laughs> it was Stephanie. <laughs> uh, A.K.A. Penelope. And if you want to reach back. Uh, anyway, she realized... she To her, teasing is very important. And you you see it. You just have to listen to any podcast she's on. And uh, she's teasing. Anyway... Um, so it was, a good day. it was 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 a good day. Uh it certainly was for me. Certainly was for me. It certainly was for me. No question about that. Um Jeff, yeah, this was bonus, bonus day, because uh it said, hey, you know, buddy, you could shave thirty minutes off your trip by taking the four oh seven. Yeah, it's a toll road. Come on. Tall, small, who cares, buddy? So, I, of course, after hearing that, I said, sure, I'll take the toll road. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, and it made such a nice drive here. It was such a nice drive. Uh, much better than usual. And Anthony tells me, hey, it could cost you in the realm of, uh, you know, 50 bucks there, buddy. And I said, yeah, okay, but, uh, yeah, guess it was, well, I wouldn't say it was worth it but glad I did it you know pissed off I'd have to pay this consortium that much money but uh, you know you bastards how'd you end up with the highway anyway uh, it's all been good it's all been good it's all been good as you can tell I'm sure as you can smell I'm sure Um, yeah so I'll probably just uh, leave it there because you can tell right now I'm uh, a little bit wired a little bit wired Sorry, you want me to repeat that? I said I'm a little bit wired. Yes, thank you. Uh, but uh, in a good way, in a good way, or you know, who knows? Sorry, sorry. Just, uh, just, just Justin, just Justin. I think I'll shut down here. I think that'd be a good idea. Uh, I set out what I intended to do. You know, I mean, I was, I was glad everything I felt meant my way. People were kind, helpful, you know, everything worked. First place, hey, nice little alleyway. Have a beer there, sure. Next place, you know, the restaurant there was good. Good meal, nice wrap, yeah. Good beer, sure. And then finally, the uh, the wooden duke. But it was a little hot. People wanted to leave. People went inside. You know, fights broke out. Oh, it got really ugly for a while. Anyway, after uh, Michael and I picked ourselves up off the ground, shook hands, said, "All right, I won't hit you if you won't hit me." That's what we. That's what we agreed on. Shook hands, and uh, they went on to have a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so getting this door-to-door service, a ride down, a ride, drop you off at the, uh, hold the table for us at the one-do, because that's where you want to go, asshole. And uh, so it's, it's all been, it's all gone well, and we're not even halfway there. It's just the first evening, so uh, glad about that. Glad about it all, and uh, God, I'm ending on a slightly more sensible note than uh, when I was... Getting a little bit silly earlier. All right, windows open. Bit of a—it's hot, but I, I'm gonna sleep okay. I'm gonna sleep okay. Scarborough dude signing off from Anthony's driveway. Anthony and Jay? I I could only remember her now. And it just, this is nothing personal. It's just these gaps in memory, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to stop there. Uh, Yeah. I seem to have handed myself back the microphone. So I'm lying in the back. It's too hot to sleep. Um, Got the windows open. Fan on. But it's uh, it's a hot night here in uh, Hamilton, up on the mountain, and uh, I was asking myself, as I wasn't sleeping, I asked myself, Ken, did you uh, really need to get this way tonight? You know, and by this way, I mean a little high, a little buzzed, you know. Uh, and so what's Kenya answer? Well, uh, gosh, no, who's asking? Who wants to know? Who wants to know, you know? Yeah, they. I didn't need that extra beer. I thought it was a precautionary. I thought it was a wise move, you know. We're moving back in. The those people are still drinking, I'll have my beer. But uh, no, I didn't need it. Didn't matter in the end. Didn't matter a, a whole lot. Didn't change the course of the evening. But yeah, got a little buzzed, still uh still I am and uh you know I shouldn't be feeling any guilt about that. Oh, okay, what'd you do that for? Well, I felt like getting high, that's why. You know, yeah? Really? Yeah? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes uh Sometimes we're on, and sometimes we're not. I'm on right now. But, uh, yeah. Things to say? Things to resolve? No, not really. You okay? Yeah, sure, of course I am. Of course I am. You want to change anything? Uh, No. No. You know, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Do you know they're listening? Um, Well, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Now, right? Not now, but uh, they're now. Now, if they are. Yeah. Anyway. I'm feeling I'm reflecting back, you know. Feeling a little bad about myself and yet determined. I want to explain what Dixon Janes means to me. That's my goal for tomorrow, you know? All right, sit there in the circle and uh, tell them. I know where I kind of want to go with that. Whether I get there or not, it's on their story. Uh, anyway, I mean, I should just shut this down and uh, try and go to sleep. It's probably a good idea. I'm sure everybody agrees with me. So, this is uh, Scarborough, somewhat sheepishly, a little bit sheepishly, like, you know, I knew, I was teasing, you know, there's no stoners anymore. Any drunks? Yeah, no, no. But uh, Michael and I stayed outside, and we had a good conversation, and um, I'm pretty happy about that. So, that was sort of a highlight of the evening, and I got to sit beside Steph and uh, chat with her and uh, find out. What a naughty girl she really is. She'll understand. She'll forgive me that. So uh, yeah, what if it was uh, this whole? What is the purpose of this whole thing? Get to know each other a little better. We've established a circle of trust. Yeah, I think so. That's good. Sure. Keep you honest. Sure. Anyway, boys, girls. This is your Scarborough dude coming to you from Hamilton up on the hill. And I want to get the fuck to sleep, okay? So uh, we're shutting down. Bye for now. Oh, yeah, it's uh, me again. Uh, It must be uh, close to 1 a.m. on the uh, Friday night, early Saturday morning. Don't have to be anyplace till noon, which is good. But, uh, meanwhile, I can't sleep. Now, the smart thing I did do was, uh, try and charge up my iPhone. Cause I like taking pictures of the people as the day goes on. And it was down. And of course, I had my little charger that's, uh, that automatically charges. Because we we're, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do it from a socket here without, uh, connected to power myself, but anyway I have the device I have the tool I'm using the fucking tool now, if you'll just be patient find that uh, that's one of the problems with the Nixon James listeners, some of you out there are not patient you want me to get on with things, I can feel it through uh, through the vibes, I can feel it coming through no, that's not true that's not true at all I feel, uh well, somewhat embarrassed that, gee, I'd like to be chiming out words of wisdom, things you'd like to hear right now, even a good song, you know, but instead I got myself saying, hey, I need someone to talk to, asshole, because I can't fucking sleep. <laughs> no, I all right, I admit to using you. You, the listener, I admit I've been using you all this time, and... uh I'm not even going to apologize for it. I'm just going to accept it as a fact. I've been using you, all right? Live with it. <sighs> oh, my God. You make things so complicated. Anyway, it's hot. I'm tossing and turning. I'm just down to my underwear. I don't have any of the blinds closed. I've got all the windows open. Doing the best I can. But, uh, Yeah. I'll just keep trying to get to sleep. At one point, I will drop off, you know. I can probably... You know the thing that puts me to sleep is other people's podcasts. So I should... If I go to the front of the car... Uh, that's exactly what I do. I'll go to the front. I have my podcast there. Uh, hello. I don't know if I have any new ones. There's probably a new, uh you know, Jesse on the Canada Land. Probably got one of those. Oh, no. Uh, there's a Michael. There's a Michael, but I went out today to get... If I can download it here. All right. Talk to you later, all right? We be alone. Jesus. And good morning. It is just after 9 a.m. on the Saturday, and I am, of course, lying in bed. I finally did drop off. It took a long time. Um, I don't know who finally put me to sleep. I was listening to podcasts. Uh, oh, I think it was probably the, uh, slate, political. Yeah, all about Biden, Hunter, Hunter Biden. All right, anyway, it's, I'm here in the driveway. It is raining out. It's a little cooler, which makes it nice. Oh, boy. I need at least, uh, I don't think I'll get back to sleep, but I need to be. <laughs> I don't need to be doing anything for a while. I just need to lie here. And uh, recover, build up a little energy to get me through the day. Oh, my God. Ken, what are you doing, you asshole? Um, but, I mean, it, it was a good, a good evening. Just a quick recap. Oh, uh, boy. Arriving up here in time, and uh, Anthony made arrangements with Michael to meet a little meet before supper, which was great. That's the kind of thing we do. That was that was, you know, sort of spontaneous. It just wasn't the official plan, but that's what you do. You think about oh, who's in town already. Let's get going. So we went to the Mule, and I kind of liked it. It was. Um, uh, in an alley, (laughs) between two brick walls, I guess, it was their back patio, you don't think of it as a patio, uh, but it it had that Hamilton charm, and uh, yeah, yeah, just sat there at a table uh, between the bricks, toasted each other, and uh, got started, then we walked over to, I believe it's Electric Circus for supper. And I was very pleased with my very flavorful chicken wrap. It was perfect. Other people ordered hamburgers who specialized in that. They were huge monsters. And uh, I knew I had already gone through the menu, as I do at home, before even arriving at Hamilton and picked out both my beer and my uh, my meal. Uh, and it was good. It was, it was a very good choice. So we were all able to sit at one table. Um, Dave and Isabel were the last to arrive. They had uh, slow traffic getting through Barry because they drove down from Sault Ste. Marie. And uh, of course, the whole entourage with uh, Jason and Penelope and uh, Candace and Oliver. They clustered together. They went back to Oliver's house when we uh, when we left uh, the one Duke, which was the last place we were at. Um, towards the end, the group decided it was too hot and humid outside. I didn't even feel it by that point, and uh, they went inside. And I, just by my, my stubborn nature, no, I don't want to go. I like it out in the patio. So I want to be. So I convinced, it didn't take much convincing, convinced Michael to stay behind, and we uh, we got caught up. We talked, and that was uh, a highlight. He's a good man. He's a good man, and uh, yeah. We had a chance, just sort of uh, one-on-one, which is the kind of thing you want to do sometimes when you're at these gatherings. I did uh, sat with Oliver at dinner and had a very good chance to talk more to him, too. An interesting character. And, my God, does that man know music? Anyway, that's it. I mean, I don't have anything else to say that, uh, you know, at one point, <coughs> before noon, Anthony will call me and will uh, drive me down to, what is the place we're going to? Damn, I just had it. Uh, Where we're going to do live podcasts And uh, Yeah Chat, come on It is called Oh yes, the Stone Roads Bar and Grill So that's what's up next But uh, it's kind of silly to tell you What's going to happen Because it will have happened By the time you're listening to this This is not a live report Well, I feel half dead Anyway my God! All right, I'm gonna shut up and go back to sleep or rest anyway. Depressed. Glad I made some sandwiches. Got those in the fridge. Got to take my meds. Uh, everything's good. I'm totally independent here in the driveway. I don't uh, I don't go knocking on the door looking for stuff which I don't need because I have it. Discover dude signing out. by for now. Uh, Abbey Road.
0: That's incorrect. I,
1: uh, <laughs> 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 the thing is, I, I love the early Beatles so much. And when I, one comes up or I put it on, even from a helper, or any he of this, I, I love all the Beatles. My least favorite is the White Album. And a lot of people, oh my God, that's yeah. the best one.
0: I have friends who swear by the White Album, and I'm like, messy. The White, it, op, it, it would the white have been, Album would be a great album instead of a double album.
1: Exactly, that's that's okay. the hey, consensus, he, right? They are all messed up. The best, took the best up right tracks
0: in. from the White Album put it on a single album, and yes. it would have been fantastic. A controversial, I believe, take by me: "Hard Days Night" is the. best album. Really, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Oliver in. thinks. I love, I love that too. I, <laughs> it's like the best Beatles song.
1: The best Beatles song is it because not Abbey Road. Is which? "Can't Buy Me Love." It's the best song
0: they've ever wrote. And that's the Beatles.
1: So there's, it's very.
0: That's an interesting I take. I just love can't, "Can't Buy Me Love" is everything to me. That's like, my favorite, probably my favorite song in the world. That's interesting. She minds "She's Leaving Home." Okay, great. Yeah. By the that way, I no used to. T- Ken, kind of okay. does it, does so it so help fun. that when Oliver From asked you the original movie. question, that I automatically knew the answer myself? <laughs> that you were going to say <laughs> "Heavy Road."
1: Did you hear McCartney? The, on, yeah. Did, did you hear McCartney uh, on Mary's podcast? Just,
0: you just have
1: to release no. out My parents
0: said, so is just like, Do you think to is oh, your best working, mom, oh, I was in the fucking Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got some company. Which yeah. is hilarious. Well, they, they could be walking
1: in here. Yeah. yeah, could be. Yeah, no, I mean, a Yep, just that No, I... I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Except for Yellow Submarine, which I could have an argument about that it really wasn't a Beatles album. It wasn't. Really it, was, really. it was, but there's nothing bad in the Beatles no. you know, you no. catalog. Yeah. Even if it's not
1: like good,
0: they were having fun experimenting. There's well, the point is, yeah. if they didn't have the White Album, I think they would have broken up earlier, because the White Album allowed them to do some individual exploration. I, I think that's a fair, that's so a valid good, point what right? is But too. isn't the White Album when Ringo was for, when first he walked? Was during the White Album? Oh, it could have been. I always thought that the first time anybody walked was Ringo in, in the, the White Album. Or well, it maybe, could have been Revolution No. 9 was being recorded, and then <laughs> <laughs> didn't really matter at that point anyway.
1: Are we going to let him start? You can start whenever he wants to. I can start whenever I want to. I'm just trying to do Yes. Yeah? No, it was, it was a we perfect... A
0: musical interlude before. It,
1: it was a perfect <laughs> intro. Um. I know, I know. I do have a theme and I don't know why because normally I don't have a topic and this will be part of my Dixon Jane's podcast but I wanted to talk about what Dixon Jane's means to me. And by that I'm not talking about my podcast. I'm talking about Dick and Jane and Baby Sally. Because I mean first of all show of hands everybody knows who I'm talking about. Dick and Jane and Baby Sally, no? Okay.
0: Nixon? Oh, I know Sally.
1: Well, Sally well, this Sally was different. um my generation grew up reading this is post war Fathers have come back I'm born nineteen forty eight and we ha- sent to school to learn to read and the readers were given are this classic American family we didn't know there was no border difference. they were Americans, but there was this character, the boy Dick, the girl Jane, and this little baby for humor, Sally, with a dog, Spot, and a cat, Puff, uh, and mother and father. And it's all a tradition. Very, very simple, and it was that basically easiest way to teach people, just repetition, whole word recognition. Look, look, Dick, look, see the plane. That would be a whole chapter, a whole page, and everybody would say that out loud and memorize it. We all learned to read We all went to university. The system worked. It was a different world. So I'm going back to the 1940s, 1950s, to these characters that are still ingrained in my brain today. I can see them. And, of course, I've gone out since. I can have the teacher's manual. I paid $200 for it from the original Dick and Jane Readers. How do you teach these things? Hoping I'll get my money back someday. But we grew up with that, and we went on and we moved through And it was a world, and I looked at my own family, and I have an older sister who could have been that Jane so easily, an older brother who would have been Dick, and I didn't see myself necessarily much later. It took many, many years for me to find out how I fit into that picture, and that's what I'm trying to get to. Um, My brother and sister, like everybody else of that age, followed the traditional path. Jane's got to get married. She's got to wear a dress. Dick has to know how to fix his car and travel on and do the things that uh, a young boy would do. This is the same time, if you're watching television, you're watching Father Knows Best, which I hated, uh, because it was just too perfect, and I hated the mother, and I hated the Betty, the sister in particular, but also Leave it to Beaver, which I loved. But this was this world... That a whole bubble this this bubble that you knew now as the boomers, moved up in, and it was quite a safe world and Now I understand when they talk about privileged and so on, because by the time we got to high school, with all everybody in our high school would have grown up with those same readers, that same background, everybody was this middle class america that's, that's how sh- we were shaped. Uh, the school I went to was run by the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal, and this was in Quebec. And I say that because it took me a while to realize the importance of that. We were all separated. Like the French and the English were, there was a dividing line in the city. The French were there, they were poor. They were Catholic, they were different. The English were west of 38th Avenue on West Island, Montreal, Anybody who's grown up there. This was the world, not the world we made, but the world we were born into. And it was very, there was nobody, there was one Jewish student at our school. We all knew him and teased him. He had a hearing problem. He's now a successful dentist, or was. Uh, there was one a person of almost of color who just happened to be the best runner in the school, but everybody else. And then the Catholics were sent to a different school board. And the French, of course, you didn't even see them. So there wasn't. Tremendous little movement of this white world, but it was the follow up of just that family that you saw in these readers. Nothing changed. And probably about 10 years ago, having eaten a Colorado gummy, I started thinking about Sally. Well, how does Sally fit in this thing? And I realized I'm not like my brother or sister. My world was nothing like that world. Something happened that was changed. And it was identified oh i guess i'm sally because her role wasn't defined dick's role was there and my brother was that dick and my sister and everybody else in those days in the 1950s followed that route and suddenly just around our age wow drugs come onto the scene Ooh, that wasn't part of that picture alcohol was normal but hashish marijuana hashish in particular lsd these things of this same little movement of this group of all these white people in high school were discovering something at, O, oh, like the Jimi Hendrix land. If my daddy could see me now, like this is just a different world altogether. And it opened up the idea to me that, oh, that Sally exists today, of course, because the world of trans people, the world of people burning their bras, the world of people protesting the war in Vietnam, the world of people who pushed back and said, no, fuck you, that is not my system. I don't want to be those people. I don't want to be following this path that was laid out before. These people discovered just the music we were talking about. Suddenly had a huge influence, and it was saying you're an individual. You go your own way. You find your way. You, you make your path. You go somewhere else. You, 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 you live. You, dis- you define. You decide how you want to live. It was an incredible gift to be given, to not have to be like my brother or my sister, to be as weird as you want to be. Find the other ones that are out there to be free, to say, well, I don't want a job or a career. I want to travel. I want to discover something new. It was, and I'm grateful to this day to have had that blessing of being lost like the, the the point sort of is that we're we're nobody if you were born white middle class Canadian during that time that you just had the easiest life possible ahead of you with this added bonus of the freedom of choice to define your life any way you wanted to and of course that circles right back to oh And for me, as silly as this may seem, of course, my van is called Sal now. Uh, A lot of people think that's after Sal Paradise. Does everybody at this table know who Sal Paradise is? Show of hands. And it's a very interesting thing because that was Jack Kerouac and on the road was Sal Paradise, driving with Dean Moriarty, who, of course, you know who that was too. But that was a part of the thing. It was those people, that beat movement, not the hippies, who beat down the doors and said, they they knew, Allen Ginsberg, they knew the effect of the atomic bomb that had been dropped and said, wow, this industrial military machine that's taking over, that Eisenhower warned about against the backdrop of Dick and Jane, of all these things, this, this is a world that, whoa, where is this going to go with these consumers and everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing? We can control these people. And the beat said, hang on, just a minute. And pushed back and said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll define. And they discovered marijuana. They hung out with a black musician. That's where they got into it. They got into jazz. They got into beating a different path instead of, and they were very brave to do this because it was weird. It was okay. They were the first to be openly, Allen Ginsberg in particular, openly homosexual and to be out there about it and to, to blaze the trail for others so that people like myself we we'll find out, oh, that's cool. And the Beatles are getting high. I guess I can get high too. Thank you, Bob Dylan, for turning on the Beatles. So all those things just kind of blended together and really made me who I am. And I'm happy to be who I am. I'm a very fucking happy camper. But I'm trying to learn to give gratitude. Why? What happened? Why, is, why, why are you so blessed? Why, where do you owe the thanks? And I'm not sure entirely I have the answer except that it's everybody around me it's every other person it's every musician it's every artist it's every creator it's everybody who sort of pushed back against conformity and said go your own way find your own way sing your own tune make your own music do all these things so I didn't have an end point but I guess I that's probably a good enough end point right there but I'm a grateful person. I'm a happy camper. And uh, and I know I was talking earlier with Anthony about not at all happy the direction the world is going, where people are just not talking to each other, not sharing, not being open and being, I don't know, giving up on a lot of dreams maybe. But as Anthony corrected me, uh, every generation does the same. So I'm I'm very much looking back. Remember, when I'm talking about those readers, I'm talking about 70 years ago. So... It's just sort of nice to sort of come back and end up in a spot where you have the time to think back and realize the richness of life and the blessings, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So thank you. I'm looking at puzzled faces, but uh, uh, there never is an end point to the Dixon James podcast, and uh, I'm just happy to... Uh, To be here, although a part of my voice is saying, no, next year, if if I'm not understanding what they're talking about this year, it's going to be worse next year. So uh, I'm just not so sure. But anyway, thank you for listening. And Dave, I'll just ignore your smirks. I'm sure there was a reason for them. we go from there. You said, Thank it didn't you.
0: Didn't start until since you said the generation. But then they went well, <laughs> the, the <laughs> thing is, it was
1: I didn't know I was going to bring them in, but I, it would be wrong not to. And uh, so I will leave. If there's any one question from anybody, I would answer a question. Yes, Oliver. Thank you. Um,
0: since you've uh, recounted this uh, um, seismic change within within your life of realizing and your generation. Uh, having a uh, different view on life Mm -hmm. as someone who's 20 years old in Montreal I'm very interested to see how your thinking or your generation being from Montreal changed when Charles de Gaulle uh, came and said his famous quote in Canadian Canadian history did that um, enrich did it uh, propagate a change in people
1: of your age 20 Direction. You you have to remember I'm an Anglo. I mean that was very much part of the the story. But it did. It was it was it was a a huge factor. Right. Because my generation, right after university and being in Montreal in 1967, Mm -hmm. drinking age was a pretty fucking fine time to be alive. I left that out, but that was huge. (laughs) Yeah, you drank whenever you wanted to. But this is the thing. That was a fine time to be in Montreal. But that coming and the movement to separate the FLQ. So I certainly remember the cross kidnapping and everything else. The people that I talked about, that little block of people who went through these white schools, all decided, my time is up in Quebec. We were anglophones. We were not going to learn. We were not going to work in French. And the thing that we had already opened the doors through getting high and challenging new things and sharing. We had one rule, by the way, which was amongst all of us, all being university educated, nobody ever in this group puts a needle in their arm. This is the only rule. Take whatever pill, capsule, smoke, whatever you want, no needles anywhere. And that was a very good rule to reinforce amongst the group. However, that created a mass movement. So starting 1971, 72, 73... Almost all of those Anglo friends moved to Vancouver and migrated, and that was the birth of the Dixon Jane zine mm-hmm. because we had separated. We had moved on around the world, and we decided how we're going to keep together. Well, let's do a zine. So there's been a zine in the podcast of trying to connect those people. But the movement was get out of Quebec and get away from our families because we've outgrown our families, and we actually created what we think of as a tribe, the tribe from Lachine merged with a tribe from Vancouver. There was an overlap and we actually existed. We had a, an annual Mother's Day weekend of, of a new life on the West Coast.
0: So what you're saying is, is that development didn't in, in energize the movement of your generation. It split them further. That 38th Avenue split became Absolutely. wider yeah. instead of bringing you all together.
1: Yeah, Interesting. definitely. Good question. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening for my, uh, my long answer. Over and done. Ooh. Oh, very big, very hip. You know, Thank you. You're not having an end point is the ultimate optimism. Yeah. Yes. Check, check, check. Yeah, it is 4.30 on the Saturday afternoon of uh, the Mod... Marshall McLuhan, podcaster roundtables. I am uh, lying down for a little while. The uh, gathering in Anthony and uh, Jay's house uh, starts around 5. It uh, it rained during the night, and they think things will be wet. So uh, most of the party has shifted inside tonight for the first time. Um, so, yeah, that's what's coming up and what we've done is recorded live podcasts at the, uh, Stone Roads, or Stone Road Bar and Grill. It was a perfect uh, venue. We were there last year. Uh, very reasonable price for good, uh, burgers and stuff. And, uh, decent uh, supply of drinks. Again, everything reasonably priced. And, uh, it, it was kind of fun getting in there. We were the first people in. They hadn't made the coffee yet. I asked for that. And, uh... Started with a coffee, and then a Guinness, and then a uh, nice chicken burger, which was excellent. So, that went well. The venue was perfect. We had two circular tables, because there was just eight of us at this point. Uh, of course, Isabel doesn't take part in the uh, recordings. So, it was, uh, it was a pleasant place to be. And then another party moved in uh, just at the end of uh, the... Um, Marsha McLuhan's Variety Hour podcast mixed with best episode ever. It was a a combo, a blend. Uh, Anyway, it got a little noisy towards the end. It was time to get out of there. But, gosh. Oh, what I meant to say. It was a good time. I did wheel myself outside. I'm glad I did for just a few puffs off a a pre-rolled J. And um, came back in And I listened to Dave and um, uh, Oliver do an impromptu version of Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, No, not Star Wars, sorry. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Star Trek and, you know, all the others, Deep Space Nine and and every other spinoff. And I was stunned at how, without preparation... Oliver could rhyme off uh, an episode name and Dave would know right away exactly what it was about and whether he liked it or not. Uh, it just It just amazed me how much knowledge is not only stored in their heads and I'm including Oliver in that, um, but to have such quick access to it. It's quite amazing. These are people whose memories haven't been destroyed. It made me feel quite stupid. It really did. I felt, oh my God, Kim, what do you you know you couldn't name a tree. Uh, so, and then, you know, I got a little word. Now, of course, this is after I've had the talk. So I'm I'm really, it's intensified, and I'm really enjoying it. But I'm also thinking, you know, sometimes you slide into the dark side uh, for a little bit and think, oh, my God, what if my brain is really in decline now, and by next year I really wouldn't be able to come, wouldn't be able to function, would just need too much help, and uh, would be just too confused. Oh, my God, that's frightening. So I tried to get rid of that thought, but, uh, you know, who knows the decline it's going to be physical. You just don't want that fucking mental decline. So anyway, I think I'll be okay for now. Um, because I just listened to, uh, the podcast that I recorded. I opened things up and I got to where I wanted to get to. And, uh, I'm, I'm sort of pleased overall. I listened uh, back. I wasn't sure how it would be, but I think I, uh, I more or less got across what I wanted to get across. It was a bit of a patchwork, but uh, anyway. And uh, and then listen to uh, Dave and Anthony, and bam, switch over, to uh, do that combination. Of course, they did that quite brilliantly, too. Uh, very quick, very clever, and it made me think, wow, how did I ever get to be a member of this group? These are bright people. But uh anyway all is good and there's more to come it's not over yet and tomorrow will be the uh, breakfast at uh downtown and uh yeah yeah at the um West Town always a highlight and then driving up to uh, oh my god I don't want tomorrow to come too soon this feels like a holiday. I can relax. But uh, then driving up to see the teachers up in Barrie. So we'll see how that all shapes out. Should be good. Scarborough dude, gonna just uh, chill for a little while. Lying down in my van. It's cool now, not like last night. It's quite nice. And uh, bye-bye, one and all. Thanks for listening. i yeah, uh, just back for a little bit. It's uh, 11.30 on the Saturday night. The uh, party's over. I'm uh, comfortably lying down in uh, Sal on the driveway. Um, Michael has just driven uh, himself and Dave back to their hotels. Isabel did not join us tonight. Uh, she was off doing artsy things with an artsy friend. Uh, Dave... Uh, Certainly, was entertaining today, and uh, in good spirits. Uh, and it, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. I, today I was very, very quiet. Well, in particular, yeah, I, for most of the day, um, you know, not, not really tied to tiredness, but just uh, quiet. I was observing. I was watching. It was a very different scene. The party was. Uh, Inside, it's normally outside, but it had rained and it was wet, and so they'd already made the plans, Uh, Anthony and Jay, to hold it inside. It was the shoes off, uh, which I understood, and fortunately I had the foresight to uh, take a pair of shoes that I seldom wear outside and make sure they were clean because I didn't want to bring my big roller into I know this is an aside. This is not about... MMPR but it's about my experience in MMPR I did not want to bring that big stupid roller into their nice house and I'm very glad I made the decision I managed with the cane I still had to be very very careful Uh, but it worked out uh, better that way but I had to explain that I couldn't really take my shoes off because I need my brace because without the brace I just cannot trust my left leg at all And uh, rather than take a chance of falling in their house and getting everybody stirred up, it was better to, uh, with apologies, and cleaning, bringing in a rag to clean the shoes off again before I stepped up into the living room. So did all that, lots of food, excellent food, and uh, I just gave myself a couple of beer and kind of watched the show. It was really weird because it was all centered around, uh, you know, I was going to say Lexus, Nexus, Alexa, um, telling the uh, machine what to play, and it just jumped all over everybody calling in. You know, from everybody had any, anybody could uh, just hijack the machine. There and play this and try this. So it was not it wasn't really listening to songs. It was sharing in a in a, just a different way, a way that's just so different to me because I'm thinking back to you get an album you want your friends to hear and you put on the whole album and everybody sits (laughs) in relative silence and listens to the album. This was not like that at all. This was a lot of talking. These are are some diehard music experts. My God, when you... This just blew me away more than anything. It's just the amount of knowledge that it's still stored in those noggins that they can remember names and places and things and... uh, Dave did explain, I found it very, very interesting, that, hey, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm I can't am remember his words, damn it. He would, but unusual in that respect, that, uh, hey, I've watched Mad Men more than 30 times. That, that's that got to say something about who, who we are. hope I'm not repeating this part, but it was just an interesting little key in my little, one of my short exchanges with Dave as we were waiting to pay our bills at Stone Road. Yeah, so I found—I mean, there's—I couldn't join in. I was just—I didn't know any of the people, any of the music. So, but I didn't mind, uh, you know. And I hope I never gave the impression that Ken's not having fun. I mean, I wouldn't call that fun. I was just observing and listening, and uh, it was that kind of uh, that kind of evening. I wasn't into parting, and maybe who knows? Maybe I was tired from last night and the gummy and the weed and the beer, but. uh it's all been good. It's always different. and Each part of the weekend is different. And I, again, I thank Anthony for uh, pulling this off and organizing it, And uh, Jay for opening our house to all of us. And uh, we'll see these people again tomorrow at uh, Stone Road. No, <laughs> sorry, at Westtown for our uh, traditional breakfast. It's one of the highlights for me. And I'm going to drive the van down there and find parking somewhere. And then from there head straight on up to Barry to meet up with my teacher. So the uh, this little excursion for me, although it'll be the end of MMPR, it's not the end of my uh, my little getaway. So we will carry on from there. So this will be Scarborough Dude signing out, mellow-ish. But uh, yeah, and, and it, it it was neat, kind of looking at the scene and seeing how different it was. But it was very much me from the perspective of an old man looking down at these younger people. That's uh, that's how it felt. And I, get, I think that's how it is. Scubber Dude signing off. Bye for now. Okay, let me just turn the light out. There we go. In uh, pretty good darkness, parked here in Sal... Um, behind the Comfort Inn, I think that's the one, here in, uh, Barry, Ontario, straight north of Toronto, most people listening will know where Barry is, um, virtual Uber was, uh, in the hotel right next door, uh, strange name, anyway, I pulled in there by accident and realized, no, no, my friends are at the Comfort Inn. So, uh, wow, I have a whole fresh perspective on the weekend. I, I'm always happy, okay, I'm, I'm digging back, going backwards now, going back, going back to uh, the uh, West Town, my what favorite place, I, I guess, of all. Uh, it's just for the brunch, but what a wonderful place to end the... Um, the MMPR weekend. It never fails. It's a grand old place. The food is good. The prices are reasonable. The waitstaff is friendly. And uh, I had my Popeye omelette again. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you always get in there and get fresh, hot, black coffee. Plenty of it. So, a very, very good way. And and it was sort of the winding down, as we do, and a few pictures taken. And then we're out on the sidewalk, and people are hugging and saying goodbye. And everybody's heading off in a different direction. A couple going to Ohio, somebody heading up north to make his way to uh, uh, Sudbury, I guess, is where Michael is going. And then to Sault Ste. Marie, and then back to Copper Harbor. And uh, others back to Guelph. And uh, me going to drive up to Barry to meet my Japanese teachers, teachers I've known for probably close to 30 years Uh, two teachers I'm very fond of, very fond of, Mayumi and Eiji and then met the new teacher who was just a total delight, oh my goodness Nanako and uh Gosh, we had a a nice reconnection with lots of hugs and affection and just caring because we've shared so much. These are the teachers who I prepared the program for when the girls came from their school in Japan, in Kamakura, all the way to Toronto, and I ran the program that started in 1983. 1993, I'm sorry, 1993, and um, just continued on. I started teaching at the school in 84, that's how it works, Here's the confusion. So, taught at that school, and then decided it was time for me to return to Canada, and hey, why not bring some of your students over, and the rest is history. We had 25 very good years of uh Doing this program. And now they're up here with a different company. And a different organization. And a different program. Which everybody knows is not quite like the one I had. But that's okay. That's uh, what we're doing for now. And uh, yeah. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. But the thing is. This little side trip to Barry. Is a little bit like when I was visiting. uh, Guillain and Philip in uh, Hull, know and decided, hey, I could tack on a trip to uh, where my parents uh, live, Chambly and uh, Richelieu, and visit uh, our, our good friend, Sylvain Grandmaison, and his family. And that was just a bonus. And so today, this trip after having that full and very enjoyable weekend in Hamilton. Um and about it's funny, by the end of it I was feeling better and better. I think last night I was just I must have I think the batteries must have run down as I sat very quietly in the living room and, and uh didn't perk up until uh until this morning. Um and it was a, there was nothing wrong. I was just, I was just in, in a state of shock sometimes at, at the amount of knowledge going around on music and the different tastes and uh, and so on, and I just simply couldn't give up. Uh, my excuse <laughs> became a universal one was, well, I was out of the country during the 80s. I missed it entirely. Uh, but anyway, um, so that went well. And then just to come up here, and then what was so lovely after our reconnecting, ah, Asking if I got a shower, and sure enough, I've got like a whole new fresh supply of clothes with me. I always travel with extra, and it was so nice to go up to AG's room and um, use his shower and come out scrubbed, clean, hair washed, everything fine. Lost my comb, so my hair is wild in all the photos, and that's good. looking a little crazy. I, I told them I, was, I had another nickname was the Crazy Uncle uh that's a favorite and uh so by the end of the evening, Naomi referred to me as the crazy uncle. Ah, they took me out to dinner we it we It was a walk which was wonderful it's just behind the hotel, so very easy to walk and it was i believe it's beer town, I think it's beer town in Barrie. And I wasn't sure what to expect, and get in there, and they started rhyming off how many beer they got, and so on. But it turned out they had a very good selection, and the food was excellent. And what was great was the teachers chose, so we shared a big bowl of a salad, we shared another linguine shrimp dish, we shared some fish tacos, and then we had a big platter of uh, Desserts, and of course, I had a beer and shows a beer for the lovely Nannicaul, and uh, then I finished off with a nice Irish coffee, and it was all of it was a thank you from the teachers for all the times I treated them. Of course, I was running a business then; it was easy to, but how lovely and how kind of them, and it was it was very much appreciated. And then back to A.G.'s room for more talk. A.G. is a fossil hunter. And he came back. He went to the shores of Lake Huron with uh, another former teacher friend who I had recruited and sent to Japan and came back with these incredible fossils of, of shale, I guess, with trilobites in them, like perfectly formed trilobites from, what, 400 million years ago, something like that. Incredible. I, I mean, they're perfect specimens. I, I... I, I Foolishly, I didn't take a picture. I meant to. Uh, and he has a suitcase full of them. He's going to have trouble getting them back to Japan, but this is his hobby. as uh, uh, a very interesting guy and has a lot of hobbies. Uh, Mayumi will be retiring next year. Eiji's got a few more years to go yet. But uh, he was very intrigued by Sal here. And would very much like something similar for himself. But, of course, I said we would get the smaller size for Japan. And uh, I could see that in his future. So, anyway, it was just a perfect, perfect, perfect way. Sorry. Don't have a poop up. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? It was a perfect, perfect way to finish off the weekend. Uh, This is, by the way, of course... uh, Sunday, July 30th, just after 11 p.m. Uh, and uh, I'm going to meet them at 7.30 in the lobby for uh, coffee and a little bite of breakfast, as such as they have at uh, one of these uh, continental-style breakfasts, I guess, here in uh, here at the comfort. In, and I'm comfortably parked in the back, free of charge, of course. So it just all works out so well. So Scarborough Dude, signing off from uh, Barry, and uh, this may be the end of the podcast. I don't know what I've said, how much I've said, or, but I, I guess at one point, it was probably last night, the Saturday night at Anthony's and uh, and uh, Jay's, that I was really thinking, okay, this, this is probably going to be my last time, because I... And it can't keep up. And by that, I, I mean, I didn't mean physically, although I'm very, very reluctant. It's very hard for me to ask for some help. And uh, today, of course, the teachers are great to help me up a hill to get to Beertown. There was a pretty steep hill involved. but We managed that with the roller. Um... But by the end, by leaving this morning, I thought, hey, you know, boy, if it's going to go back, if we're going to do the one Duke again, my favorite, and, uh, uh, you know, and end up with our breakfast at Westtown, if it's still alive, yeah, I want to come back just for that alone, never mind the podcasts. So, uh, yeah, I won't write myself off just yet for uh, next year's MMPR but uh, there's a part, well, wait a minute now, let's just see how you're doing physically. Are you going to be that much, deteriorate that much more, or are you going to be, you know, stabilize out and just uh, manage the way you're doing now? And I have no idea. Uh, but I think, it, <laughs> I don't think it was just a physical condition. I think it was mentally. I was feeling pretty damn dumb amongst you. "But Whoa, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And man, how is it possible you know that much about any given topic? Uh, and of course hey you know you're 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 up against somebody like uh uh dave broadbeck dr Dave who <laughs> I think I even got to know a little better of this trip than in the past um he is eccentric <laughs> and uh, he was a to his credit, I think he got pretty damn loaded last night and uh, and, and let it all out. Uh, boy, oh boy. You know, right to the point where uh, <laughs> it was interesting. You know, let's just say. Um, do not uh, say anything bad about uh, Montpellier, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. Because you'll, you'll all be dead on the floor. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to be there. All right, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, Scarborough Dude signing it. A very happy camper. I've been posting that all around. And, and basically, that's what I am. I'm at a stage in my life where, uh, hey, you better be fucking happy. Because you don't have all that much left of it left. Left of it left. Much of it left. Um, So, make damn good. Use of the time you got and uh, enjoy it. Celebrate. Be happy. Be positive. Scarborough dude, signing out from Barry, Ontario, outside the Comfort Inn. Ooh yeah. Good night. Bye bye. Over and out. <coughs>